All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the to the show. I'm Spencer, and of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nazir. That's yes, me. that's you. Surprisingly, uh, <laughs> geez. this is the Different Spectrums podcast. We talk about movies, shows, and mental health. Uh, we also have some laughs, so don't take us too serious. <laughs> also, don't forget to run up those likes. Uh, we really appreciate it. Subscribe. Uh, yes, subscribe, please. And then also comment on what you'd like us to look at next. What scenes? Because we're always willing to listen. Uh so today we are looking at a scene from, I think it's season four of Stranger Things. Yep. Last season, whatever. Uh, where Vector, Vectrum, no, Vectum. What is this fucking name? Vectum? What are you saying? Rectum? It's Vecna. Vecna. There it is. There's yeah. a Vec. There you go. I have a bit. Uh, where Vecna's going through his childhood and his traumas, some would say. Almost were. Yeah. Uh, did he like Hitler? I don't know. Uh, he probably did. Blonde hair, blue eyes. And then that, um, let's be honest, it was the same time period as the Nazis were taking over. So I bet he had the same ideologies. Just saying. Could be. That's me. Um, but yeah, we're going to be taking a look at his sociopathological behavior. That was a mouthful. And then also, uh, how he talks about conformity. That's the main topic, conformity, and yeah. how um, how some people kind of question existence, and they spiral from that, especially those who are on the spectrum. Yep. Yes. Um, and then we're also going to be taking a look at a meaning of life, and we'll try to have some funnies in there, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. Between the, the murder, <laughs> we'll try to do our best to therapize this. It's my, you yes. can blame me for this pod, people. You can blame me. There you go. I thought this he made some valid today. points. We'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, we'll figure We'll see what happens. So for the scene, we're not going to show Vecna's murder of all yep. of his family members slash animals into him being a serial killer. We're not going to do that. And the children at the hospital, we're not doing that. Yep. It's a little much. It's a little much. So you could call us pussies if you want, but you know what? We're taking a chance here. We're gonna be talking yeah. about Nazis, so I think we're good. Yeah, we're gonna be respectful, and uh, but we want to yes. show some parts where he starts talking into his uh, pathology and his idea ideations, his thoughts, his ideologies, and so we're gonna get into that. Yes. So Nazir, anything before we get into the clip? That was it, man. You've actually caught it pretty good. Uh, you said some Thank you. some mouthfuls of words, some things. That's what I do. Yeah. College degree, even though it's in marketing, it's fine. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's check it out. Whoop, whoop. Vecna. Dong. Dong. That was terrible. Jesus. <laughs> but then. To my surprise, our new home provided the discovery and a newfound sense of purpose. I found a nest of black widows living inside a vent. Most people fear spiders. They detest them 
found them endlessly fascinating. More than that, I found a great comfort in them. The kinship. Like me, they are solitary creatures and deeply misunderstood. They are gods of our world, the most important of all predators. They immobilize and feed on the weak, bringing balance and order to an unstable ecosystem. But the human world was disrupting this harmony. You see, humans are a unique type of pest, multiplying and poisoning our world, all while enforcing a structure of their own, a deeply unnatural structure. Where others saw order, I saw a straitjacket. A cruel, oppressive world dictated by made-up rules. Seconds, minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, years, decades, each life, a faded, lesser copy of the one before. Wake up, eat, work, sleep, reproduce, and die. Everyone is just waiting, waiting for it all to be over, all while performing in a silly, terrible play day after day. I could not do that. I could not close off my mind and join in the madness. I could not pretend. song for a sociopath that we just watched uh welcome back everybody uh we just watched a clip from stranger things now a little backstory on stranger things i mean it's it's about this group who find this little girl named 11 and um she has all these like different powers um i think it's like telekinesis whatever um and so she opened up this portal um that brought in all of these different monsters and called like the demigorgons and all these other monsters mind flare um, mind flare and um uh it's pretty much just about that like this group trying to save their town in indiana um yeah and um for this scene this is at the end of season four where we find out that the mind flare is actually this guy vecna and he's been behind it the whole time um and now he's kind of going through his backstory of how he got here why why am i this evil doesn't give a great reason for me but you know what hey to each their own right 
that makes him a great villain though right that just he's probably one of the he has to be like i think for me he has to be like top 10 villains he has to be up there it's pretty good because yeah pretty good villain and then he's like very ruthless meticulous all this shit smart anyways yep yeah so for that Nas, why did you why'd you pick this clip for us to break down well let me tell you something here we go i feel like we can all relate to vector yeah <laughs> why is that Nas? why do you think that <laughs> he ain't never hurt nobody it literally <laughs> killed a rabbit in the same scene. Yeah, the same scene. <laughs> literally, they're talking in a scene where he just killed like a bunch of children. So uh, he's like, "I'm doing this for the good." Of course, yeah. Of <laughs> what entity oh. in real life? Um, so, folks, we are not breaking. We might break down some of his psychology, but we're not breaking down. We're like, really, what's going on with him? We're going to take some of the words that he said. And then apply those yes. to some of the things that I hear in therapy from many of my clients. Um, so that's where we're going with this. Because when I was watching, I was like, well, he's got some points. I don't know about all the murder afterwards, but he's got some points. I think that kind of invalidates his points. But hey, you know what? That's, <laughs> that's just me. Hey, that's just me. Hey, I mean, he's living his, his, his true self. Yep. Just murdering. Yeah. Murdering people. Uh, yeah. True so self. we don't get canceled and so no one actually listens to this and is like, I'm going to do things now. No. This is, his reasons are not valid to hurt anyone. Uh, uh, there's never a good reason to be hurting people, manipulating people. Uh, and no, that's not a thing. Uh, and yes. not saying that it would make it, yeah, I'm a better villain or like vindicated. But I didn't hear mm -hmm. much real deep trauma or abuse happening in the family. Not that you need that to happen. For most of the villain story arcs, there's a there's some really bad trauma that happens, and then they become the villains, right. and thus they seek vengeance and retribution and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, his wasn't that bad. His seemed like just a kid that was, was weird, well but maybe bullied. That was just weird. It was just weird. They didn't even say if he was bullied. And it seemed like a very privileged white family. Uh, he probably was bullied. I mean, if you have like friends that are spiders, I think, and you're like connect with spiders in that way, yep. you're probably, you know, there getting you bullied a little bit. Probably. Especially back then. I think that's like the 40s or the 50s. Yeah. Probably not the best. Yeah. Um, yep. And so that's what we're going to get into. Uh, yep. You know, I'm watching it and, and you hear him talking and he's saying, you know, I never fit in. I was always like mm -hmm. this outcast, right? I found this family in these spiders, but it wasn't because like they accepted him and he accepted them. It was because they were like these, he was infatuated with them being predators. Uh, and like and they control. were misunderstood. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. He felt like they were understood, misunderstood. And so he related to that. Um, but then he, you know, warped some things and twisted some things. Um, but he talked about conformity. And I know a lot of my clients report that. A lot of neurodivergent people report that. I mean, that's why we have the highest rates of camouflage. It leads to more burnout, more depression, more social anxiety, right? Living unauthentic lives. That's why a lot of my clients are like, I don't have a personality. I'm like, no fucking, you're 22. You got a personality. I know you do because I don't mm -hmm. even like you. And if I don't like you, that means I don't like your personality. <laughs> I'm going to use my powers now. <laughs> Murder. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 
Yeah. Uh, nosebleed. That's the one thing I don't like about Stranger Things. Like, oh my god, they're so strong. Nosebleed. It's just like whatever. It's so stupid. <laughs> Way to be a nosebleed nerd. <laughs> but look how strong they are. Nosebleed. Um. <laughs> Uh, but he makes some valid points about conformity, man. It's these made-up rules. It's a construct. He talks about time, minutes, seconds, days, right, this and that. But well, who makes up these rules? Well, if we go back on there, it's white men. But we're not talking about racism today. But in actuality, a lot of it does come from uh, patriarchy. Um and I fall into that. Many people fall into that, into that hole of conformity when it comes to dress code, speech patterns, colloquiums, when we're, when we're applying for jobs, when it comes to gender roles, femininity, masculinity, right? This is all these made up things that people put us into boxes and then we try to assimilate so that people don't pick on us or bully us. But then we never actually really get to be ourselves. And we've talked about this a million times in the podcast, being ourselves. Mm-hmm. I thought this was just something good because how angry he is about the conformity and how he fucking right. hates it. And so many of us hate it. Right. Minus the murder. Minus the murder and the sociopathy. Get away from me. Look, my problem with this Go is ahead. that you hear the same shit from nazis you really do like society is just it's wrong we shouldn't be doing these certain things and then oh yeah by the way let's murder these people over here because they're different so you're like can you pick a side like do you want to be conformed or do you not want to be conformed but yet you still want to murder people there's like this gray area right yeah well yeah it's it's a paradox, yeah. right? He wants to, he doesn't like the conformity, but yeah, he's going to pretty much force conformity and just murder everyone. Exactly. Because he wants to build a new are world. technically weaker. I don't even know what the, I don't even think he wanted actually to reform. The world was just going to be monsters because I think he wanted to murder everyone. Yeah. He probably just wanted like spiders or some shit. I yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's why he wanted, I think he wanted, that's why he wanted 11 though. Cause she had like his same powers yeah. and stuff. And so that's why he went to that school, um, to be like, or not the school, but you know, like yeah, he yeah. went to that facility thing, with all yeah. those special kids to be like, okay, which one of you are gonna listen to my bullshit. <laughs> and actually I can actually feel like is a threat to me. Um, cause then maybe we can join together and be, and I don't have to be alone. Correct. That's what I think. But. Uh, the threat to me thing, possibly also, he made it seem like there was like some type of possible companionship or possible, like, right. Would enjoy them or like them or respected them type of vibe. I guess a sociopath mm-hmm. can have respect for some folks, but they still right. think that they're the top dog. Um, it's an interesting dynamic with his love for Eleven, but mm-hmm. in actuality, it was all just really probably to manipulate them so he can get out of prison or whatever the hell that hospital was. That's what I think it was, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think and he so really loved anybody. No, we'll get into that in a smidge. Uh, yeah. So that that was the big thing is the conformity, man, is so many people report it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's trying to fit in, right? With our, we just, this is what we do. And I got some of my neurodivergent students 
They don't fit at all. They're completely ignorant. They don't care. It didn't matter. They ain't, they're wearing shoes that are tight, too tight. Pants that don't fit. Clothes that, you know, ain't been washed in weeks. Like, they just they're completely ignorant. Some of them, right. I'm like, bro, you need you need new shoes. Mm. Because the ones you, you, you got smell like catfish. Jeez. Oh, I've had some bad ones in there. I'm like, okay, you, you ain't showered in a week, two weeks. I only go two weeks without showering. You ain't showered in a month. <laughs> I only got three rashes. That's two. <laughs> How many rashes? Three. Three. <laughs> three. <laughs> I just held up two fingers. There you uh, go. Gotta tell the people on the podcast how yep. dumb you are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dyslexia. It don't even work. It works with your hands, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, uh, for that was part one. Part two. Make some valid points. It's talking about the monotony of life. Mm. Uh, so, I'm going to preference some of this real quick. Uh, some folks, this, this this could be a smidge triggering, uh, but it's very common for folks to contemplate meaning, purpose in life. Well, why do I hear? What's my point of being alive, my existence? Some people will look to religion. Some people will look within themselves. Some people will experience things by helping others. It depends. Meaning and purpose of life is complex, and it's different for everyone. We all find it mm-hmm. in different ways. Uh by no means do I want to trigger anyone into like a suicidal spiral uh, or a depressive spiral. But he brings up some points when it comes to work. And I'm going strictly just on a work thing. Uh, for some friends that I've talked to and for many clients that I've talked to, my, minus all the murder. Minus all the murder. Minus the murder. <laughs> I'm just going to have to keep saying that. Plot. I'm just going to have to keep saying that. That's such a big line, though. It's just like, hey, you know what? He worked at a grocery store and was a murderer. He's like, yeah, um, I think, I, I think I'm gonna lean towards the murderer side. Then he was a grocery store clerk. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just gonna ignore that. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna appreciate the art, <sighs> not the artist. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, the art is just murder. <laughs> Jesus great art. Great art. You know what? Great he did art. it in such an artful way. <laughs> oh my God. I'm not going to lie, the way that he was murdering people was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, that, and let's be honest, like, he's murdered many others. Yeah. <laughs> so, technically through, like, the demigorgons and stuff. Demigorgons, like, that's yeah, all, all that. It's all him, yeah, because he's a hive mind and all that stuff. But yeah. let's 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 focus on he's just murdering, like, innocent people and, like, children. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. Most of your yeah. kills are children. Yeah. Interesting. The weak ones. Oh. <laughs> sarcasm um, but he, he talks when he's starting to wind up when he's looking at the clock and then he's talking to 11 and he's like you know the minutes the days the weeks uh, right? it goes by the months and you wake up repeat wake up repeat and it's just a carbon copy of a lesser version of the previous day and his voice picks up and then you can hear that kind of demonic voice coming through of Vecna right because now mm-hmm. it's the anger the pain the sadness the rejection uh, which is interesting because there's no way you felt that when you were a child. Uh, but maybe you did because he was experiencing some traumas. Uh, we didn't see it, but let's say that he did. And you can kind of get lost in that sauce. And you're like, what is the point of life? This is it. I'm just going to go to work, shit, and die. Hmm. Uh, some days, 
many of years, I felt, you know, I put my head in the sand. And I'll look up in a couple of years and hopefully things will be okay. And I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going back down. Uh, so what I'm talking about is dissociating and just kind of like, you know, sleeping to get past all these traumas and different things. And sometimes, you know, you can get lost in the sauce. And next thing you know, it's just the years go by. I've had so many clients tell me, Nas, you know, what's the point of living? We've talked about it before in the pod with some of my depressed clients. Right. I'll be doing like this. I don't see the point of living past 25. I'm like, damn, for real, bro. It's like, yeah, I usually like, I'm just going to go to work and be miserable like this. I'm miserable now. Why would it be better, more happy at work? So uh, I brought this up because I feel like many people experience this and many of my neurodivergent folks think about the meaning and purpose of life more often. That's like a very common thing that come up. Because they're, they're trying to figure out what they're getting ready to do with their lives. They don't see the path. They don't, they don't really see what's going on. Because it's really not finite and it's not linear The most people's lives, right? This shit just happens. But how do you explain that to someone who needs routine, needs a list, needs a format, a roadmap? It's hard. And you can't be like, just trust me. Most of my neurodivergence is like, who the fuck are you? True. Yeah, I'm like, you know. Uh, so many people will lean on God. So that's why I chose this scene okay. because the intensity of what he said, it, the little demonic tone. I'm like, this is some depression shit talking right now. Minus the entire context of the entire show, uh, mm-hmm. itself, that context and how he said it, I've heard it before in the office mm-hmm. and you can hear that suicidal ideation that fear that i'm done i'm timing out i just don't see the point and i'm I'm not talking about my students that are perfectionists that are trying to figure out you know what they want to do because they want to be the biggest baddest thing ever i'm just talking about more like not wanting to exist so that's why i saw the scene it's very interesting scene could be a little controversial might get some clicks and some views on the rails probably get banned is what it is Vecna, a Nazi? Question mark. Oh my god! <laughs> he is. He's got blue eyes and he's got blonde hair, and he lives in the forties or fifties. Yep. That's hey. minus Spencer's comment. That we could use Vecna. Was he right? <laughs> because I don't want to relate Spencer's of... comment to this comment, right? Because those are two separate comments. A lot comments. of skinhead photos commenting. Yes, he was. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a well, just a lot of a lot of kids that are just gotten bullied. They're like, you know what? I've been bullied my entire life. I don't know if I do this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people will be like, no. <laughs> yeah, no? Question mark. I feel like uh, maybe Thanos would comment, and he'd be like, you know. Yeah. But let's be honest, though, Thanos just wanted to wipe off half of a universe, like half of every living thing on the yeah. universe, while Vecna just wants to kill everybody, everybody. at this point. And turn them all he doesn't really want to leave anybody. No, he just wants to wrap them up in his veins. they're all weaker specimens. Yes, they're just a weaker him and the spider. race. Weaker race. See, maybe it was a little fucking... I'm telling you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good relation. I mean, there were Germans in there. Or no, they were Russians. Really? They're all Russians. Were that's there? right. The Russians. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Germans. Come on now. Yeah. It's different. Uh, what we get? Yeah. So, 
some intense stuff there. I mean, yeah, I mean, in, yeah. in some of the comic book versions, Thanos was a straight up psychopath schizophrenic where he was murdering everyone, killed his father, and all this stuff. You know, it's a little different. Yeah, but it's social media. Planet. You got to relate a little bit, right? That's why yeah. people were like, "Was Thanos right?" Like some people yeah. agreed with Thanos in the movie. They, like, you know, they kind of liked him. You know, yeah, of course. Yeah. Except for, except for like Endgame. That's when people were like, "Yeah." He got a little too crazy. But yep. That's a whole different topic. See, people can like can like him or like Killmonger. They're like, oh, you know, he just only wants to murder all the white people. People people didn't people really did kind of side with Killmonger and they're like, man, oh, why yeah. they have to kill him? Yeah. He was like, I'd rather drown than be in like a slave. And yep. Like, all right, fair enough. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Hey, well, wait, right. He didn't want to like just protect the the family and all that. He wanted to go murder all of those folks that hurt the Everyone. black folk in America. Um, yeah. so I mean that was that was intense. And so right, yeah. he comes back in Black Panther two. Didn't know that until today. Because <laughs> it took you forever to watch it. I'm caught up with the times, people. So I feel Finally. like people can relate to a lot of these villains. Like I I love me some yeah. villains. I love yeah. Venom. I love. Yeah. Uh, Magneto, and they've they've killed quite a few people. Uh, Darth Vader, yeah, love Darth Vader. People love them some Vader because they're they're flawed individuals, but there's some good in them. Vecna, yes. I don't see any good coming out of that. I don't see any redemption. No, I think no. Eleven tried at the end there. She really she tried, did but... when when he was like holding her up and you know Papa you know hurt you and beat you and did all these things and he's like. No, nah, Papa was just some punk. I, you know, he wasn't no monster. He's just some idiot. I could kill you in a second. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, Spence. Yes. Vecna. Yes. Sociopath or Mister Rogers? <laughs> huh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Hmm. They both wear sweaters. No, <laughs> they don't. They both like children. <laughs> One, one just didn't want to see him at all. Um, yeah. Why don't you talk about um, the sociopathic side of uh, Vecna and kind of like what are the symptoms or, um, yeah, more on like the symptom side of like that sociopath or um, just kind of like what do you see or spot if you've ever seen it before? Yeah, no, I got no problem. I got my uncle's bio, bio pulled up right now. Facebook. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> won't be seeing him at the graduation. <laughs> you think? He just, he just blocked Salim on Facebook the other day. I'm like, really? Salim? Why Salim? What did he, he ever block, do? He blocked Salim. Oh, so, sidetracked. I'm sorry. Some people are terrible. Um, I mean. Let's look at antisocial personality disorder. So to be a, a sociopath, a.k.a. psychopath, mm -hmm. some personality disorders that need to go on. And there's at least two, antisocial and narcissistic. Mm -hmm. Symptoms of antisocial. We're not going to get super in-depth, like I said, uh, in this character, but I wanted to go over it real quick because you will run into these folks mm -hmm. um, ignoring right or wrong. And this won't be all the time. Sometimes it's very subtle. Telling lies to take advantage of others, there's usually manipulation of others. Right. Not being sensitive, uh, sensitive to or respectful of others. So, right, 
And if you are, that's just because you're playing the game, the long con. None right. of it will be genuine. It won't be empathy-based. It'll be just a con. You're using charm, so many of your sociopaths are going to be very charming. Mm-hmm. And so even him, right, very charming, got 11 to do a few things, right, played the strings, got out yeah. of the, the hospital, the prison, right? I mean, very charming. Right. Uh, we'll use charm or wit to manipulate others for personal gain or pleasure. So perfect. Mm-hmm. Having a sense of superiority. Extremely opinionated. Deep opinions. Deep opinions, yeah. He was like, I'm going to kill everybody because they're just not spiders. Because I like spiders. I like turtles. (laughs) Sorry. Can you imagine if that kid was just like a murderer? (laughs) Someone needs to check him out. (laughs) I like turtles. That's all I like. (laughs) The turtles will take over. Me and the turtles, it's just him. Just pouring ooze on a bunch of turtles to get him to turn the ninja turtles. <laughs> he just has an army of ninja turtles in yeah. his backyard. <laughs> yep. And they already like dominoes. There's a lot of comorbidities right now between Stranger Things and the turtle kid. Hey, dominoes. Dominoes we, causing problems. <laughs> we need to look into this. Um, having problems with the law, including criminal behavior. Um, so not always. Uh, mm. this could go on for a long time. A lot of your white collar crimes and things like this, uh, you know, they can get away with hurting millions of people and embezzling millions of dollars. Technically, a lot of these dudes don't get caught or you can be laying off millions of people or thousands of people. You really don't care. Um, right. You don't always have to get in trouble. And there's different types of sociopaths as well. Um, but that's a couple different books I can recommend people check out. Uh, being hostile, aggressive, violent, threatening to others, Vecna to the T, mm-hmm. feeling no guilt about harming others. So I've worked with some clients. Uh, you know, I'm teasing out, you know, what's going on? You know, you know, so I got some clients that want to kill keep you, pe- people, right? They, you know, if someone's hurt them or this or that or something, something's going on, people have had homicidal mm-hmm. thoughts. Um, right. But rarely do I ever see like there's there's the harm others, or they'll take advantage of others, and there's no guilt, there's no remorse at all. Rarely will I see that. I have seen it though. Mm-hmm. I've seen it where clients will take advantage of people, their partners. I've seen it in relationships. Well, they'll use them for money, they'll use them for sex, right? And they'll be cheating with them on them on a bunch of other people and stuff like that. We're not talking about a normal type of cheating. We're talking about some crazy stuff now. Jesus. Like when they come to my office and they'll tell me what they're abusing and what they're doing. And I know they're playing games with me in the office. Mm-hmm. I've had it where, you know, I'd be working with one of the humans and the other human was working with one of the other therapists. Mm-hmm. And the one will come into me and lie and lie and lie, you know, be schmoozing mm-hmm. me. He would schmooze some of the interns. He's so, you know, but he was being very abusive and beating his partner. Wow. Tense. Um, but they lie, and you know, I'm the victim now. I'm the victim. No one understands me, right? You know, mm-hmm. boy, she keeps doing this stuff. She's crazy, man. She's, people don't understand she's crazy. I'm like, okay, well, you know, pin it up against the wall and beating her. So, I mean, yeah, what's going on here? Uh, mm-hmm. Be irresponsible or failing, uh, failing to fulfill work or financial responsibilities. So, Right, the folks can use people, manipulate people, and, and get them to do a lot of the things. Uh, right. So a lot of it could be theft. I've had some so anti-social folks. I was just stealing, 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 not for need, just because they like to fix. 
like kleptos. They just, right. you know, they get some of that stuff yeah. out of it. That that like when we go to the gym or you make a few baskets, for them it's like hurting others, taking advantage, right. getting away with breaking the rules. They get a sense of just energy and just excitement. Being like, ooh, that was a nice rush. Yep. Hmm. They don't care who they hurt. Right. And aggressive towards people or animals, right? He was hurting animals for a young age. So they're painting right. you a picture that he, he is antisocial personality disorder. Not antisocial, like you don't like hanging out with folks. Like a lot of us know diversion folks. Mm-hmm. Antisocial is different than antisocial personality disorder, mm-hmm. which is pretty much no empathy. You don't care about anyone but yourself, and you think that you're the shit. I'm not mm-hmm. going to read through narcissism personality mm-hmm. disorder, but that one's also usually put in there. You think you're the best. You think you right. deserve everything. Inflated ego, we, we call it. Even when you don't really contribute something, you feel like you should be admired for it and talked about in a kind way. There's usually a violent rage that comes out when people challenge you or question you or when you fail. There are some narcissists that are what we call ego weak. So they are like the biggest bratist and all that, but they're very insecure. Very insecure. And so they'll lash out when you challenge them in certain things. One of the most dangerous people to be in a relationship with is a narcissist. Um, Antisocial. Well, I mean, obviously that's legit dangerous now because you're going to be getting hurt. So there's a book called The Sociopath Next Door. It's an intense book. Book scared the shit out of me, kid. Um, My boss had me read it. It's nothing but case studies about not Mm -hmm. murderers. It's nothing but case studies, but average people, but that are sociopaths that are just taking advantage of people. And the common thing that they found is that they always play the victim. What is Vecna doing in the story? It's playing the victim. Playing the victim. That's why I have to give it up to the writers um, and the creators of this because they did a fantastic job of um, really breaking them down, um, especially in that like that just that one scene right there. You can really see all of these little these little steps that he's taking to really be on that um, antisocial behavior. Um, wow, it's interesting. Yeah. So, and kind of listening to that feels like you know. For personally, I think even Thanos is not as bad, honestly, because at least he had some type of, he felt like, especially he had some type of emotional connection with like Gamora and right. So at least he has that, right? While Vecna doesn't have any really emotional connection with anybody, nothing. Even like with Eleven, he wasn't really, let's be honest, he wasn't having any emotional connection. The most he had was was just spiders. Yes. Which are these but even they inanimate. didn't show him any emotional connection back. Nope. nope. So he had love towards things that were supposedly misunderstood, but at the same time couldn't give him any type of love back. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Right? Yeah, interesting the relationships that people will find themselves in. Uh, <clears throat> I was going to say... Uh, right, obviously his deep love for Gamora and he actually wanted to like help humanity by like because of the starvation that was going on. But there was yeah, a lot of murdering and people s- die. Yeah. And there was a lot of murdering slaying that was going on. So there's some antisocial stuff that's going on for sure because there was no remorse for a lot of stuff that he did. But right. he had some reasonings right. for it. Yes. Uh I feel like the Thanos in Endgame was even more of a monster than the Thanos in the first it one. Was. Yeah, it was because he was just trying to kill people. At yeah, that he point. was just slaying people, dude. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one. So there's another mm. book or a TED Talk. Mm. 
forgot the dude's name. Uh, but the TED Talks is it's just called the, the Psychopath Inside. Mm. So it's this dude, it's a neuroscientist, and he's doing these brain imaging and scans on serial killers, psychopaths, right. straight up serial killers. So he's doing all the brain imaging, that and that, this and that. But he was also doing one for his family and doing like a family tree and like and all that, and looking at them. You know, he's mm-hmm. bopping in the lab. He's like, oh, one of the serial killers got smushed in with the family. And mm-hmm. so he opened it up and, you know, he went to go put it away. He looks at it said, damn, that's my name. So the whole book is how he opens up uh, and TED Talks is how he finds out that he has a sociopathic brain and how mm-hmm. some of the wiring is missing where it should be linked right. to empathy and all that. The wiring is not necessarily there. Right. And so there's so much science talk in this book. It is awesome. I love the cover too. It's like this lime green. It's, it's, it's gorgeous. Then there's a brain on it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Num, 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 num. Uh, sorry. And yeah, so dudes are legit. Got a piece of shit. Obviously, he's, he denies that he's a sociopath. Uh, denies what? it even though he has the brain. He mm-hmm. says that because he was trained by his parents mm. to be a good person, that he's not a sociopath, that you can be trained out of it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, right. He treats his wife terrible. He treats his mm. kids terrible. He cheats on his wife. Uh, he's pretty violent. He has a lot of manic episodes from what I've seen, so I think he's also could be bipolar. He's also right. broken the law many of times. Uh, he's got out of it many a times, and he, he says it in the book, but he doesn't, he doesn't talk about it. He's white, and he's right. hella rich, and he knows the cops. I'm like, you're getting yeah. out of these things because you're like privileged as hell. I know how to talk my way out of situations. Because you're charming. And sure. so it's it's interesting his views uh, and how his family hates him uh, versus everyone else's views about him. Right. So in the book, though, it gets a nice little in-depth talk about like autism and how people mm-hmm. say there's, there's no empathy and there's no emotional expression. It's completely wrong, but... They talk about how that and then versus uh, psychopaths, sociopaths, antisocial. And they talk about the different wiring and neurology and how it's completely different, the two. Right. Folks on the spectrum is, is some some of us, not all, but the inability to emote those emotions, but there's deep feelings and things that are going on, deep connections, all of it. There's a lot right. of emotions going on that may not show it on the surface. Antisocial, it's not even connected to where it should be. Right. right. It's, it, and then, but you could still fake it. Right. Well, a lot of neurodivergent folks, they can't even, they can't do the faking it, but they do all the feelings. It's, it's completely different. Um, so I bring. I have a, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just go gonna ahead. say I, go I bring this up because some of my clients would be like, "I think my husband's a narcissist, or a psychopath." I'm like, "It sounds kind of neurodivergent to me." I'm not gonna lie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's not doing anything bad. He just like doesn't talk to you and he's like hyperfixated. Seems like a narcissist. Uh, probably he sounds like a piece of shit. But I think you might be neurodivergent. Um, and he's a piece of shit. You can be both. Right. You can be both. Go ahead, True. I'm just wondering, like, since if we had, like, if we can, you know, image our brains and things like that, and we see that we do have, like, these tendencies, what can we really do about it? That's my question. Like, obviously you can't change your brain unless you have like a lobotomy or some shit, which yeah, not good. Um, but I wonder there's some research in it. Yeah. Like what can we do or what do you think we can do in order to kind so of teaching 
cognitive empathy. Yeah. That's that's the okay. goal. Is okay. we don't do this. Like I get that you can't feel the feelings or emotions or that you can't can't really put yourself in their feelings. You right. can't empathize, you can't sympathize, but cognitively you can correct connect dot one with two. Mm-hmm. So hurting people is wrong. Why is hurting people wrong? Or like stealing this from this person or hurt stealing this person's homework, pushing this person or using them for financial, sexual, emotional uh, needs. Why is that bad? Mm-hmm. Well, good people don't do that. Well, why? what makes a good person? So you have to explain what a good person is and you have right. to cognitively build steps in their mind like we do this, this, and this, and this to be kind because we don't want to be this, this, and this, and this. Right. And so it's a long process. It can be done uh, depending if the client actually wants to be this quote unquote good person. Right. Uh, it, it's so, a tough road, uh, but it can, it can be done. With that, if you had Vecna when he was a kid, before he did all of this terrible things, like what would, so you, is that the steps that you would take Oof. for him in that situation? Or would you go a different route with that? See, the, Especially if he's to, having these thoughts. Yeah. So they're trying to make it seem that he was so traumatized. Right. That it led him into this sociopathic personality disorder. Um, and usually personality disorders are out of trauma. Um, mm-hmm. So you would have to get the kid to open up and talk and then like be like their partner, uh, their friend, their comrade, and then slowly try to pick apart their brain. But if the kid's already kind of bouncing off the deep end, you have to do your best to make sure that he's safe. So kind of like mm-hmm. how Dexter's dad did. So anyone oh, that yeah. watched Dexter, his dad did his best to give him cognitive empathy. And rules and formats and how we don't hurt people, specifically good people. Great show, um, by the way. Great show. That's a show that we should we should probably dive into. Oh, we definitely will. Um, I actually think we have it written down. But, bro, it would be tough because if the kid brings up, like, some homicidal tendencies or wants or needs, then you got to report it. And then he's going to an institution because, right, he's uh, harmful to others. Uh, you know, I've got some clients that have said some weird stuff to me this, this in the past couple of years, uh, this year, Mm -hmm. past couple of years. Rarely do I get weirded out, bro. And I've told you this, rarely do I get weirded out every once in a while. You're like, Oh yeah. That's Uh, not good. Anytime you say I'm like, that's not going to be a good story. You get the heebie jeebies. It's like, Will, I think his name was Will in the, in the show, or maybe it's Mike, but he gets every time uh, Vecna's around. With the mind flares yeah, around, Will. he gets the spike. It's Will. He gets the spikies on his neck. He's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, so that happens. Uh, it'd be tough, man. It'd be tough. You'd have to decipher out, you know, what's going on. Is he actually hurting people? What is his thoughts? What is his feelings? Can you soothe some of the trauma that's done? Yeah, who who knows? Uh, I've never been in that ability with a child like that. I've always seen the right. afters of trauma. I haven't been right. in the depths of it with children. I don't work with children. See, and that's kind of the thing um, that I like about like the because um, Stranger Things is set in like the seventies, eighties, yep. um, and I like the fact that they put this put Vecna in a timeline where it's like the fifties, forties, whatever, yep. and they're not gonna they don't really have anything help for that unless it's like. Like I said, like a lobotomy or like a loony yeah. bin, pretty much. Yeah, there's so. no such thing as like really therapy back then. It was your institutionalized. Yeah. It should be noted that autism, not too long ago, was seen mm-hmm. as like this demonic thing 
and right. you were institutionalized and in some places killed. Uh, oh, wow. Yes. And, oh. right, I've written about this. It's not my studies. This is CDC data. But, like, 10 years ago, it was 1 in 250. Right? Jeez. In 2016, the new data says it's 1 in 44. The actual data is probably is like more like 1 in 10 or 1 in 15. That's on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. But not too long ago, it was seen as like this horrible thing. Right. That people were like psychotic, psychosis. They were autistic. Uh, so, yeah, in the 40s, come on, bro. They, they would have put you into yeah. an institution. They would have doped them up, and that would have been about it. Yeah. So it's yeah, it is interesting. Yeah, I don't even know how I would approach a kid like that, honestly. Uh, it's it would be such a, anybody. It would be such a tough thing because he is so far gone. So far, so gone. far gone. Maybe as a kid that you can get some different stuff. I've had folks that are schizophrenic, right. and we've had some interesting conversations. I bet when you they, have. when they're actively psychotic, not when they're medicated and everything's fine. Like we'll talk right. about the auditory hallucinations and the delusions that are coming up. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, when they're not using their meds and then, you know, pretty active and stimulated, like having conversations with the alters that they're talking to, been interesting. Oof. He's like, gold gold likes you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, as long as gold likes you, you're good. Red doesn't like you, we're in trouble. Like, oh, tell Mr. Red that uh, I left out the milk and cookies for him, so. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Huh? He's the I first human Christmas. that taught me about Bitcoin. Oh, that's I knew good. Bitcoin. Yeah, this kid was giving me all this Bitcoin information. I'm like, let's keep him on the Bitcoin before he tries to kill me. Do you know it was going to flop? <laughs> I think that was after it flopped. This is like 2016. Oh, okay. So it went up to like 10 grand or like 15 grand, and then it tanked. And he's like, don't worry about it. It'll come back. Actually, Which one said that? Red or gold? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. He was a great kid. I really liked him. His favorite show was Ready Player One. He liked that the book and the show. He said it was good. It was a good movie. It was a good yeah. movie. He said it. the book was awesome. Everyone, Yeah, everyone loved the book. Never read it. No idea. Uh, all right. So we've talked about the two big things. Three? No, we've yes. talked about all three things now. So this yeah, might be a longer pod. Everything. But this is why I want to get into some actually like therapizing now. I've talked about the scenes and like can be representation for like these three different things. Right. Um, yeah, this could probably be a pot itself. Uh, mm-hmm. I was talking to the best team, some of my other friends that have had some intrusive thoughts with suicidality, this and that, lots of clients. You know, I, I've done little talks and outreaches with students and said uh, don't don't ask me what the meaning of life is because I, I you ain't gonna like what i got to say they'll be like what you got to say mr niles and i'm like there is no meaning pack up for death oh my god I'll just be- go to your spiders <laughs> go find your spiders oh it should be noted a lot of neurodivergent people like bugs and animals and stuff like that specifically bugs and so when they talk about i relate to spiders i'm like i know a few kids that like spiders uh-oh, do you have a clock? A creepy yeah. clock? No clocks around you. No rabbits. <laughs> Bung. <laughs> don't be drawing those spiders. You can like them, just don't draw them. <laughs> yeah, don't you draw them. I swear to God. Super I swear to God. They better be a colorful looking spider. <laughs> Daisies and shit. Um, <laughs> uh, 
So whenever I get a student that's in uh, what we call nihilism, uh, or some folks will think about chaos theory, and there's a bunch of different philosophies to life. There's nihilism, like there's no meaning, there's no point to any of this shit, doesn't really matter what we do, and then that can lead to a lot of depression. Right. Part of me believes some of that stuff. One of my clients told me my ideology is like this one sector, and I was like, oh, okay, forgot it shit instantly. So whenever I get a client that's nihilistic, it, you know, it's, it's usually really bad depression. It's usually really, really bad depression that they just can't see themselves living multiple years or going through this. Who the fuck would want to be depressed and can't get out of bed, can't brush the teeth, right? Who would want to continuously live all the traumas that they've replayed in their head? Like, right. I, I get it. I get suicidal ideation and intrusive thoughts. Not saying that it's correct. Uh, not saying that things won't get better, but I get why some people will want the pain to stop. So when I get my nihilistic clients, I like to show this video clip. Guess, go figure. <laughs> Different spectrums. What? It's Martin Luther King's, um, not I have a dream, but the mountaintop speech. Mm-hmm. So he does in Memphis before he dies, he's sick. He gives a speech and he talks about this woman that almost killed him. Right. So now people know that he was this, this lady, <laughs> what they call crazy lady. <laughs> But she stabs him, uh, stabs him in the chest when he's coming out of a meeting, right? Uh, and he should have died. And the doctor goes to him, if you would have sneezed, you'd be dead because you missed missed your artery by like literally this. It would have pierced right through. You would have bled out in seconds. And so that was in the paper. So this little white girl writes to him, and he talks about this in the last speech. You know, Mr. King, Dr. King, I'm so glappy that you... Glappy. Happy that you didn't sneeze. Mm -hmm. And then she says a bunch of other nice things. And it's a a really emotional, very powerful speech. Um, And I play that for students. So they say, hey, man, if you would have sneezed, the movement probably stops at that time. And Mm -hmm. me and your ass ain't in college. You know, we probably getting our asses kicked somewhere else in in, in sectors of, of the United States. Sectors. Yeah. So it's pretty cool that how the impact of like one human can change the entire world. Mm-hmm. He didn't probably know it. All his friends didn't know it. All the people that probably died didn't really know it. But it's all these small little impacts that change the world, change people's mm-hmm. worlds. And so I kind of, I try to stick to that whenever I feel like monotonous. Or I didn't do anything mm-hmm. in that day, that week, that month. Uh, you're just grinding on your computer and stuff like that is. I may not change the world, Spencer, but I'm changing worlds almost all the time. Yeah. And maybe one of those fuckers will like create uh, the cure for cancer or like some physicist or the fly the plane that saves this person or who knows. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee I've I've stopped people from committing suicide. Hundreds, if not thousands. I've kept hundreds, thousands in school. Mm -hmm. I mean something. It's got to mean something. Um, Yeah. So I guess my life does have meaning and purpose, but what about the people that are just working at McDonald's? What is their meaning and purpose? Well, uh, you know, that's where we get real scared because my students will say, well, now you're helping people. Mm-hmm. I'm just some fucking kid with a math degree. Mm-hmm. 
So then we have to start breaking down their meaning and purpose and where do they find their life satisfaction and their joys. And so, Spence, you've talked about this, me and you, tons of times. What are the joys? Mm -hmm. What are the things that you enjoy? What are your hobbies, things, friends, love, your Novembers? Yeah. I don't know if you've ever thought about this thing this deep as like, what's the meaning and purpose and point of life? Like I told you, are we just fucking in a video game when aliens are controlling us and we're just like a marble in a fucking garbage bag? No, I've never thought about that, honestly. Only because I just try to find Welcome to depression. small joys. <laughs> well, well, that's the thing. Like, okay. I just try to find, for me personally, I just try to find small things that make me happy each day. Right. For the for the folks aren't seeing this, I'm pointing at Spence like mm-hmm. viciously. Mm-hmm. This is what we this is where we start in therapy. Continue. I'm sorry to cut you off. But yeah, no. I just think that I can always dwell on the things that I can't control. But what's the point? What's the point in doing that for me? I and I know for a lot of people that's a lot easier said than done. Um yep. but if I always just look back on all the bad things that could have happened and or could happen, then I would just be stuck and I wouldn't really move anywhere. I would just not do anything. Um, And so for me, it's always just trying to find little things, like even if it's seeing Dom for the day um, or for a week, you know, um, or if it's just talking to you, be like playing certain music that gets me in a good mood or, you know, making a shot that I, you know, that Practice. I really wanted to make. Yeah. Just anything like that. It's talking to your mom, just taking, right? Yeah. Who knows? Just taking things where, you know, where at least for now I have an advantage over, you know, being depressed like i have that advantage of having people in my life having things in my life where i can do those um and a lot of people don't want to see that positive side or maybe they can't it's hard but there's something there's something in your life that makes it positive and so why not just i i don't really try to focus on like what's the meaning of life because i'm just living life fuck it like I'm just going to keep on going, even if, like, even if it is a big video game, at least I'm having fun. So, so one of my clients said in group therapy the other day, he said, it's to have fun. I said, a lot of my people I work with ain't having fun. Right. And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Uh, I, I usually start with a lot of people as the small things. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I like opening the door. So my mom told me to open the door, but, you know, or she's going to beat my ass. Well, that, that's one reason. Okay. But she always told me to open the door, and then I started watching. Every time I opened the door, everyone's so nice and so happy. Majority of the time. You mm-hmm. always get them kind of assholes every once in a while, just walk in. I'm like, damn, bro. Yeah, don't even say shit. Like, okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Smack. Um, <laughs> like, I was walking outside the gym today, and, and, I, and I, you know, I waited a few seconds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I heard this somewhere, man. And I'm fucking up the numbers because I don't I'm not good with anything. But they said, man, if you can do like just 20% of the easy things, 10% of the easy things, like holding open the door, saying thank you, you're welcome, addressing people how they want to be addressed. You can just do some of the basics. 20, 10 to 20%. Actually, just try to do it. 
And right. if you can just do like 3% of the hard things where you might have to pick up the phone call to talk to someone, or you might have to go to someone's house or, or maybe you got to, you know, they got to cry on your shoulder. This is that. Who knows what it is? Maybe you got to go right. pick up your homie's kid from daycare or some shit. I don't know. That's something that actually takes time and energy. But he said, if you can kind of follow this rule where you do an incremental measurements going downwards, you know, 10 to 20% of the easy stuff, right? It's right there in front of you. Just, just try to do it. And then the media, me, medium stuff, you bring it back to down like 5%. And the hard stuff, 3%. If you want to move those numbers up even more, you could. So let's mm. say you do 90% of the super easy stuff. Just being right. pleasant to people. Acknowledging people. I think the big thing with me holding up the door is that people know that I see them. Mm-hmm. So if a motherfucker is real depressed and like no one ever notices me, never does shit. Remember that big fat guy opened that door that one time. <laughs> that big Samoan. He said yeah. aloha. The, like, the big oh, Polynesian looking motherfucker. <laughs> He's playing with the ukulele, I swear to God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm like, for real, man, that shit means something. I know I, I love when people open the door for me. I'm like, damn, man, thank you, man. Yeah. Uh, makes me feel less like I'm this predator or this villain. Like they actually see me as someone worthy enough to open the door. It feels good. Uh, I always try to do the easy things. When I'm sending emails or working with clients, I'm going to do the easy shit right off the bat. I'm going to do it no matter what. Mm-hmm. And in the medium stuff, you know, it's going to take some time. You know, it is 50-50 if I get that shit done. <laughs> and then it's about 10% chance I'm going to do the, the hard stuff. So, like, I had to talk to one of the kids I mentor. I ain't talked mm-hmm. to him in a while. And I knew it was going to be a talk talk. So he sent me a message. Say, man, I need to holler at you about some job stuff. Okay, mm-hmm. I said, shoot. Do you send it? I said, shoot, meaning send a text. I said, or, because I'm like, I should do something. I ain't did a hard thing in a while. Mm-hmm. You can call me later tonight. Call me later tonight. We talk about 30 minutes. Seal it up. He's got, a, he's got his plan of action to go ask for this raise and all this stuff. Um, nice. And then someone else hit me up the next day, like, I need to talk to you about something. I said, hey, you out of luck, motherfucker. <laughs> you can text me if you want, but I might not answer. <laughs> you know, you go after the next motherfucker. Well, I'm sad. Well, you know. <laughs> sucks. Have you tried drugs? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Have you Have talked you tried? to spiders lately? <laughs> so I was going to say the same thing. Do you like spiders? <laughs> Do you like murder? sarcasm sarcasm people sarcasm people sarcasm um so spence you were right right on the point what i hit with a lot of people i think another thing that you were trying to say but didn't say is Mm. gratitude yeah i got a couple clients that you know that the x not couple a lot of clients gratitude is really good you know you're grateful for what you got and you're not really focused on the things that you don't have right still grinding um i got one client Many clients, but one client uh, we've been working with depressed as shit. It's contextual. It's trauma-based. It's this, it's that. It's loss and grief-based. It's, I said, you know what? You son of a bitch. I give him the, give him the, what's these eyes again? The Robert De Niro eyes? Robert, I give him the Robert De Niro in group therapy. You, know, you son of a bitch. Huh? I noticed that the only time that you act actually human and you come alive is either all jokes aside, when we're shit talking in, in therapy or for real, when you're caring for others. 
Mm-hmm. I said, we need to get you to volunteer. What? It's going to, it's going to be that 3% thing I told you that you're going to have to do and you're going to fucking hate it, but I think it's actually going to work. I heard the president of the University of St. Mary's, he said this, uh, he said, sometimes we get so wrapped up in ourselves and our depressive and anxious thoughts that we, we forget about others mm-hmm. and how that can have a big impact on you. I said, it's true. I ain't doing this fucking job because I just love it to death. Like, I actually feel good mm-hmm. when I help someone. Right. So I said, I said, I want you to go volunteer. He's like, I don't even know what I do. I said, you can go to Humane Society. We can go to the Urban Animals. You can go volunteer at an elementary. He said, well, I used to work in produce, and I love, I love the produce stuff. I said, shit, we're going to take you to the food bank, food pantry. Mm-hmm. I've done it a million times. My big fat ass likes going into the freezer because it's cold as shit, and I'm organizing and dumping all the meat into the buggies and helping out these old folk in Flint. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the food bank and food pantry. And so we're workshopping it. I'm going to get some stuff together, and we're going to get this him mm-hmm. and a few of my other students to go together. Mm-hmm. Small things can give you like this reason and meaning in life that's real. You actually saw them smile and they're actually going to get fed from the food that you gave them. Instead of your schoolwork, which you completely fail at all the time and it makes you feel fucking miserable and you hate the state and country that you're in because it's not the place that you're from. And you don't have many friends because they've all left and you have all these deaths. So what if I put some good people in front of you that actually need you? Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not going to refute that, but I'm also tired. Motherfucker, we are tired. Like I said, I don't know if there's meaning in life, but it's up to us to figure out what our own meaning is. I'm not suicidal, folks. And I'm happy as pigs and shit the majority of the time. But Spence, you asked me a question, I think, last week or the week before. You said, what is the big goal you're shooting for, Nas? I said, how the fuck do I know? (laughs) <laughs> Man, you thought I was going to come up with some good answer And be articulate and shit I don't fucking know I'm just I trying to put my pants on I, I don't know what I'm doing What am I doing here? I don't know I don't know, I get here Where am I? Dude, where's my car? Uh, but that was a valid question by you And I answered as best as I could I mean, I've got some okay. dreams But those dreams could shift and move Monthly, weekly, by minute For you yeah. It's the same. You, you may not think about it like me, but your goals and things are shifting per day, per week. Oh, no, I said the same thing. I was just like, I want it to, it always changes. And I want to, main goal is always, you know, to make things bigger than they already are, aka like my career bigger. and this podcast. I want bigger, to make sure better. that this grows into something huge. And I remember I told you like the first time when we made this this show, I was just like, you know, if we ever get to a point where we like sue each other, I was like, we made it. <laughs> we made it. Jesus <laughs> Christ, I don't remember that. I'm worried now. I remember that. I remember that. I was yeah, like, it's just you know, thinking if we ever get to it. a point where we we ever sue each other in court, we made it. We did it. Yeah. You'll never make it to the court. That is on record, people. <laughs> I'm going to edit that record. out in post. I'm editing Damn that it. out in post. This motherfucker edited the video. I swear to God, he edited yeah. it. You're just going to see me start playing with spiders tomorrow? <laughs> oh, I just thought I saw a spider. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, don't think, I don't think we have to worry about you liking spiders too much. <laughs> I was like, what oh. the fuck? 
It was the reflection from a watch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, shiny spiders. Watch out. They're the white spiders. <laughs> the worst ones. Those are the worst one. They got the blue eyes. Jesus. Oh, All right. <laughs> uh, a lot of topics today. Um, yes. Fucking Vecna. Vecna. Piece of shit. Uh, maybe a Nazi. Could be. Let's put that in the title card so we, we'll get a lot of clicks. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We will. You want to get a lot of clicks, too. motherfucker. Yeah, we're getting them clicks. Uh, Spence, you got anything that you want to add in any of those regions? Your free will? No, I think we're good. Um, okay. I don't think people. I. <laughs> I hope not a lot of people relate to Vecna, but think, you never yeah. know. There might be sections, but I don't think anything that he said or done you can really relate to personally. And I understand the whole, you know, think about it if he didn't murder people. Well, then we probably wouldn't be talking about him. Let's be real. <laughs> like, no, I mean, to be fair, this is clickbait. So, yeah, of course, of course. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just think that, um, I hope people don't relate to him. Yeah. yeah. Thanos. I can kind of get this. Don't get. Um, but yeah. So thank you everybody for watching. We really appreciate it. Um, go ahead, follow, uh, subscribe, subscribe and uh, like all of our content and also comment. If you have any ideas of what we should be covering next, we'll yeah. try to get to it because we have a long list of things that we're trying to get to right now yes so with that i'm spencer this is nas and this is the different spectrums podcast vecna for president bye